Hey everybody, it's Tucker here. I am sitting down with a very special guest here today. It is Sir Bob Cornelius Rifo of the Bloody Beat Roots. He is a big Marvel fan. We just finished our tour. It's a really exciting day. Welcome, Bob. Uh, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, uh, so we, we were just talking a little bit about uh, how you started, not only in uh, music, but in terms of your fandom of Marvel and your big fan. Can you talk a little bit about your earliest memories of the comics, of the TV shows, anything like that? Well, I guess I fell in love with Spider-Man mm. when I was very, very young. Yeah. And uh, and that was my main inspiration for my first mask of the mm-hmm. Bloody Beatrice, uh, the Black Spider-Man, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because, um, I guess, uh, El Teatro de la Comedia dell'Arte in Venice is pretty, you know, it's part of my history. And um, and the way you know I was looking to those crazy characters by Marvel got me into on the creation of the mask. Mm-hmm. And um, I should say for our listeners who aren't entirely familiar, you perform with a mask on, exactly, um, which is so fascinating for so many different reasons. And some of the masks you've worn in the past are Spider-Man. You've worn the Venom mask. You've worn a bunch of different things like that. Exactly. Um, so. But that, like you were saying, so I don't want to derail you too much, but you were saying that comes from your roots uh, in childhood and, and where you grew up. Exactly. Yeah. And I grew up in Bassano del Grappa, which is an hour drive from Venezia. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I told you, um, Goldoni and Teatro della Commedia dell'Arte was like a pretty big piece uh, mm-hmm. and the creation of, uh, yeah. not, not even the creation, maybe the understanding of how a mask is important as a catalyst to bring mm-hmm. people's attention to mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, um, but of course, Marvel was, you know, part of this uh, crazy uh, journey that I took to create uh, a Spider-Man mask inspired for the right. Bradley Beaters. Right. And uh, that was the first catalyst that I used to get people to know my music. And um, yeah, that was pretty important because when I started you know, creating this project back in 2007, we didn't have um, not even the money and the marketing power to, to, to bring people attention. Mm-hmm. And the mask was the only element that we could use to, to bring that attention mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. That's, see, I mean, I was originally thinking about speaking just at large about your Marvel fandom and everything, but as this is such a major part of your performance and your artistry, um, it just parallels so beautifully with the in-universe concept of a hero wearing a mask and what that does and what that means for, you know, perfect example is for Peter Parker, what that transition means when he's just himself and when he puts the mask on and what that does. Can you talk a little bit more about any kind of, do you get a sense of transformation when you put it on? Do you feel like um, like you kind of stand up a little taller, like you have that gravitas that, that a mask, you know, might, uh, might bring I, with I it? believe I have a superpower. Mm. I mean, the mask gives you a superpower, no yeah. jokes, but yeah. it, it gives you something. I mean, I, I'm a super, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty quiet guy, right. and um, I don't act as crazy as I do on stage. <laughs> and uh, and always people ask me, but are you that guy on stage? Right. And they don't believe me. Right. So I guess the mask gives you that ability to right. transform yourself in, in, in something else. Right. And I, so, yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, so performing on stage, <laughs> I would s- guess because of the mask 
sure that's one element of it, but also because of the of, of what you're giving people in your performance. Um, I just see so many different interesting parallels with like so many heroes that we love here in the Marvel universe and everything. What um, can you talk a little bit more about the power that the mask has in terms of bringing people in? That's such an interesting aspect where it's the anonymity is the interest in a way. Well, I guess, you know, if now I go down with this mask, yeah. wearing this mask, yeah. people are going to turn on me right. asking something. Right. If I do the same without mask, nobody right. is going to take care of me. Right. 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 <laughs> so, and sometimes I do that game. Yeah. I walk down the street and wearing the mask. Right. And I bring people attention. And then, oh, why are you wearing a mask? Because I'm making music. Right. But now you're talking to me just because right. I have a mask. Right, right. Wow, so it's this kind of, there's a really interesting aspect, like you were speaking about with Comedia dell'arte, of theater to it all. Um, and I feel like so often someone would look at a, a musician or um, and, and just see them as uh, expressing their art as an auditory, in an auditory way. but the mask and the performance aspect of it is such a theatrical element of everything. How, how, do you, how do you take advantage of that and how do you use that to amplify everything about the music? How do, how do they play into each other? Well, I guess um, uh, it's, uh, it's a part of, of, of a costume, right? Right. So, uh, so you build that character that can be attractive and uh, you create the moves, mm -hmm. you create the story mm -hmm. behind that mm -hmm. character. Um, but you also, uh, you know, I, I love wearing a mask instead of a face because, you know, even for a silhouette perspective when I'm on stage, I don't like, you know, mm -hmm. seeing no yeah, 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 yeah. But I prefer to have like a, a black um, kind of mirrored mm -hmm. aspect and um, even mystique in a way. Um, and that creates uh, like that that secret aspect of the man on stage. Mm -hmm. who, who's that guy? Mm -hmm. What's gonna be? Uh, what do we expect that guy to do right. on stage? And um, I guess it's it, the theatrical aspect of, of performance on stage as a musician. It's 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 crucial mm -hmm. for for the bloody beat rest mm -hmm. live. Mm -hmm. As I couldn't really perform on a different way from right. my point of view. Right. I mean, I created this project to perform with a mask on stage, and it's right. all about that. If I take off the mask, this project is not, not going to be functional anymore. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, <coughs> you said earlier you would describe yourself as like kind of a quiet, reserved guy, and then you were talking about the character that the mask brings. What are some words you would use to describe the character that you become when you're on stage, when you're wearing the mask? <laughs> Yesterday, someone called me a menace. And that's probably why I, I, I like that pool as well. Right, yeah. It's yeah. Just very similar to what I do on yeah, yeah. stage. I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of a villain. Right. I, I, that, that's I that's act like a ask. villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty nasty, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I insult people, <laughs> <laughs> even if they know, uh, you yeah, know yeah. that I love them. Um, yeah, uh, I become this crazy character that jumps and runs and swears and <laughs> and plays multiple instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 
you know, the mask gives you a superpower, man. Who, who would you, what Marvel villain then would you say feels most similar to the character you take on? I guess movie? Deadpool is Deadpool. like the closest. Yeah. 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 So it, it's that anti-hero kind of thing where it's like Absolutely. you have this, this, this rough edge and you do some bad things, but you're giving people what they love. Exactly. The yeah. <laughs> uh, you, so you were, you were saying Deadpool is one of your favorite characters. Can is is that exactly why do you feel like you really identify with that duality that he brings to everything where it, he is a bit chaotic he's a good guy but also he does a lot of bad things a lot of times true true but all i'm trying to think of the like the role that deadpool plays in the universe at large and kind of what that shares with uh y- the duality of of Bob, the guy I'm talking to here, and then the performer, because there has always been that other fascinating element of of Wade Wilson that is, he, he has his superhero side and elements and everything, but also there's a real, the quiet side of him is often so different, and, you know, he's such a loud mouth, and he, 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 he swears, and he does all those things, but then when he's alone, there there are some quieter moments. Do you feel like uh, you identify with that side of him as well? Yeah, absolutely, because uh, my quiet allows me to create something, and, and I'm a big fan of time and the use mm. of time. Mm. So uh, I think I'm a quiet person just because I want to enjoy time differently, and um, and I want to create with that time that I have. If I act the way I act on stage, I'm probably not going to have the time to think, to create, and mm. to build something that's solid. Because even when you create a character, it has to be solid. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about it. You have to, to create something that can stand mm-hmm. to I, be credible as well. Right, you know? right. On, on, the, on the subject of creativity, um, I, I was kind of curious, as you're such a giant comic book fan, such a big Marvel fan, do you, because uh, for me, I, I always kind of view creativity as a whole and creation as a whole as being able to, um, no matter the medium, kind of influence itself in a way. Creativity kind of um, begets creativity in a way. So what I'm what I'm getting at is, do you feel like growing up, your love of comic books um, and the the love of the creativity of that world, do you identify that with the creation of music? Do you see any parallels there where you inspired across uh, media from the page, turning the page of a comic book to creating music yourself? I guess, you know, when you start a comic book, you start with a story. Mm-hmm. And I do the same with my music. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I have a good story to tell, then I start telling that story. Right. I start from a title, and then I deliver the, the whole story. Wow. And that's pretty much the same thing, you know? And it's, of course, it's based on my character because the character is, is, the, is, is my way to express myself on stage, mm-hmm. live, you know? So I think there's like a pretty strong similarity right. um, between a comic book creator and, and a musician. Right, that's so interesting because <laughs> a lot of your work is instrumental. And it it makes me think of classical music and how you know uh, expressing a story without lyrics, um, just through pure you know musical techniques and instruments and tempo, um, is such a powerful thing on its own when it ha- when it's open to that interpretation. What is your process for 
for coming up with that story? I mean, how detailed does it get of the the narrative in your head that you're expressing uh, in, a, in a song? Is it, is, it, is it super organic where it's like, okay, I'm going to push and go big here and then I naturally kind of want to bring it back? It, or, or does it actually involve a, 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 a narrative and characters in your mind? Um, there's always like a storyboard. There's oh, wow. always like yeah. a storyboard. On uh, well, sometimes <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes I write down like the structure because I want to have a storyboard on, on you know <clears throat> written down, but it's not on a software. Right. It's like a proper storyboard. Right. right. And then I created music uh, just looking at what the story is gonna look like, but uh, it it doesn't have a proper structure and it's pretty free on the way. Um, f- from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I let the story help me to understand, explore more. Right. So if I mean, if I need more deepness, and then I know the story is gonna call more mm-hmm. deepness, so mm-hmm. I can add more sounds. Um, that's pretty organic, but it comes very, very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, for the instrumental songs, right. I gotta say. Um, but also, I want to say that I, I'm trying to explore lyrics as well mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. the Great Electronics Window, which is my new album, yeah. uh, um, for the first time has a lot of lyrics inside, and that is like the next level of, of a storyteller yeah. um, thing, if that makes sense. Um, and maybe for the first time, I'm just experiencing how much powerful are the lyrics with the music I do. And uh, it's it's kind of cont- complementary now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm just starting this new journey where where I can write a story, an instrumental story, and add even more character to the right. story with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, I gotta say it's a very interesting journey right. for me. Was that was that your 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 great inspiration for the new album? Was it that you wanted to expand into this kind of? Uh, into the, the more the, a more lyrical world was it what, what were the bigger um, thematic inspirations on top of that well um, I wanted to have the ability to 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 tell a story um, in, a, in a just a different way adding uh, a new weight mm-hmm. um, and, and I think lyrics helps that a lot I mean in, from my point of view and for for what my music is, um, yeah, I guess you know, a big stack with brass with the right word can be even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, say that. I mean, I'm not missing any instrumental tracks in my album because you're gonna find lots of beautiful right. instrumental tracks. I even composed um, a song called "The Day of the Locust," which is like eight minutes long, and it's all instrumental, right. and it's very, very, very cinematic. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I within those lyrics, can you talk about what specifically this album is exploring, and and, and you know, in terms of the actual? Well, it tells it tells four years of my life, wow. the last four years of my life. Mm-hmm. So everything from you know broken relationships, friendships, and um, you know uh, mistakes that I did. Uh, I wanted to you know explore that that part of my life, uh, and I asked lots of friends to to borrow their voices <laughs> for, for wow. the album. And uh, so I call amazing vocalists such J.B. Cannon, uh, Perry Farrell, mm. 
and um, Jason Allen Butler from The Fever, um, Jet. <laughs> I have yeah, many, yeah. many, 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 many friends. I was I got lucky enough to 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 find out that they could understand me in this journey, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and they, we created this amazing piece of music, which mm-hmm. is the Great Electronic Swindle. The Great Electronic Swindle. Uh, your song with Jet. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me the title of that song? My name is Thunder. My name is Thunder. It feels especially appropriate given Thor Ragnarok just Absolutely. came out. Absolutely, yeah, um, I, I can tell, man. <laughs> but you know, um, now that you're, you're, you're reminding me, you use an immigrant song yeah. And, and, yeah. and the movie, and I use the same sample, the same replay of the sample in one of my songs. Yeah. So, you know, we got similarities. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, man. I, I, yeah, I mean... I guess when you break it down, the, these pure storytelling elements of what you were speaking about, your your album is about, and what you wanted to explore there, it, you know, being in this office and in this space, it just makes me think about what the best comic books bring to the table, about the, exploring those themes of friendship, of love, of loss, um, uh, and uh, just putting that into a storytelling form, whether it's on the page, whether it's accompanied with music. Um, I guess there is you know, m- many more parallels than one might originally assume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, w- when I started reading this comic book, for example, you guys cannot, cannot see, which is a <laughs> podcast. But actually, uh, as soon as I start, you know, reading this, I imagine the music. Right. I right. imagine the music. You know, I see images that can inspire me, uh, a sound, which is like a thunder or, you know, some silence. Um, you know, a moment of void that I can recreate with my music. Yeah. But you see, there's words here. Yeah. And those are my lyrics. Right. Yeah. So maybe with this stack of comics that you're <laughs> leaving with here today, we can inspire some future music uh, out of these. The album is The Great Electronic Swindle. Is there anything else you would like to, to plug while you're here? Um, well, uh, we'll love people to, even, you know, people that don't know what the Bloody Beaters project is to to give it a chance to listen to yeah. <laughs> the great electronics window um, and give it the time to grow mm-hmm. um, because I guess it's, um, it's a beautiful album it's a beautiful story check it out ladies and gentlemen Sir Bob Cornelius Rifo thank you so much for coming by this is thank a you fantastic for having me. chat thank you for having me this really. is Marvel your universe